0: Deandre, Wait,
1: what was I supposed to say? You're going
0: to tell me your favorite back pocket ace solo piano encore. Oh.
2: Solo? Yeah. Solo. One and of the Rachmaninoff preludes for
0: Okay.
3: Sure. All right. Very good. Melly Mel.
2: Jadot. Mm, Rebel.
3: Mm. Okay. It's uh, not quite an encore. But... Back pocket was good uh, for Bowen Toccata. Oh. Ooh, yeah. That's, nice. a nice. that's a good one. That's a good one. I can't think of any specific, but one of the Chopin etudes. Okay. Ooh, that's okay. I'm gonna have
4: to steal this from. I just went to Jan Lisecki's concert. He okay. did the aria from the Goldberg Variations, and I was like sobbing. Yeah, for an, on an encore. <laughs> and like, yeah,
0: just as as a standalone, that aria still works. Oh, so oh my
2: cool.
4: gosh, it reveals its, its
0: possibilities immediately. Yeah, it yeah. that
2: piece. right on. <clears throat>
0: Soundboard, the Steinway & Sons podcast on artistry and craftsmanship. I'm your producer and host, Ben Finan, editor-in-chief at Steinway and & Sons, and for the online music magazine, listenmusicculture.com. My guests today are Steinway artists, the Five Browns, five sibling pianists who are also five Juilliard-trained pianists, DeAndra, Desiree, Gregory, Melody, and Ryan. Their latest release on the Steinway & Sons label is Christmas with the Five Browns. They spoke to me from the New York Steinway factory. Hello, Browns. Hi. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. We are in The Vault, which is a very exclusive chamber in uh, the bowels of the Steinway factory that contains our most priceless special edition pianos. I'm Um, I'm in
1: an Ocean's Eleven movie or something, and we're like... (laughs) (laughs)
0: Before we talk about Christmas with the Five Browns, which is your latest release on the Steinway and Sons label. (laughs) How do you decide what music is right for a five piano arrangement? Five pianos is a lot of notes. It's a lot of notes. And I'm wondering if there are certain pieces that, lend themselves to five pianos more easily than others and how you can tell and if you can tell in advance which music works.
3: Sure yeah there are generally two different ways of getting a five piano arrangement done that we've experienced over the course of our careers together. One is to find a piece that's just naturally really thick like the Rite of Spring by Stravinsky and then just kind of basically get it transcribed for five pianos. has worked really well for us on a number of different pieces that we've played over the years. And then the other style that oftentimes we have Greg Anderson as our arranger, and that's where we can pick mostly anything, even if it's just kind of like a thin piece for solo piano, and then get it like sort of beefed up for five pianos, Mm -hmm. very pianistic style, like less like an orchestra and more just like a group of five pianos, if that makes sense. I'm glad
0: you mentioned Steinway artist Greg Anderson because for this album, he did the sleigh ride arrangement for you guys. And it is luscious Mm -hmm. and it has these ornamental gestures that seem ornamental, but they're actually functional. And you sort of find that out Mm -hmm. as the piece evolves. So tell me about your experience with that arrangement.
2: Oh my gosh, when Greg Anderson did the sleigh ride, we actually to this day think it's one of his best arrangements. It's so creative, and it's so fun. For instance, in the beginning, you know, we have these almost like ping-ponging, like notes going back and forth between the front two pianos, and it sounds like snow, and then all of a sudden it sounds like there's jingle bells coming out you know and he uses it it's so great the way he uses the piano because you can totally hear these things coming out in those pianos and then you got everything from all these runs that just sound like you're slaying you know slaying,
3: i was thinking about like when we were gonna have this range that that was gonna not be that hard because it's like oh it's the slay right it's christmas music mm-hmm. And then it's Greg Anderson doing the sleigh ride. (laughs) So it's going to make it really difficult, which sounds awesome, so we enjoy it.
0: Talking with Steinway artist Vijay Iyer about his piano duo work with Matt Mitchell. And they get together and play two pianos and jazz. And it's already, as Vijay put it, notes are flying. How, when all of you are playing, and to be clear, that's not every track on this album. They're well balanced with duos and trios and solos. How do you stay out of each other's way? How do you come to a consensus? about who's leading and who's accompanying and that sort of let's not call it a problem
1: that <laughs> no. that
0: sort of That's aesthetic right. dynamic exactly we've
1: learned a lot over the years and one of the i think one of the biggest things that we always have to be aware of amongst the five of us is Whoever has the melody, that has to, no matter what, come above everything else. So the job of all the rest of us is to set our egos aside and realize, okay, I might not have the most important part right now, but I have an important role of staying as a support in the background. And so we are constantly making sure that our balance is in check so that even though, yes, there are five panels and we are almost always playing all the time in each of the pieces, it still doesn't feel super thick in that we are very aware of
4: who is on top and who needs to make sure that
1: they stay in the background.
4: It's interesting because there is not a first violinist in the group. It's not like a string quartet. Right. So rather than like always looking to one person to guide the group, we definitely take turns leading whoever is like leading a section if they have the melody through this part or somebody who's, you know, driving the tempo. So we're trading off a lot of visual cues. We watch each other's body language
2: since we can't necessarily see each other's hands. So there's a lot of coordinating that goes on. And then there's the piece on there that handles Messiah, the foreign Mm -hmm. to us, the child was born, where it's actually four, six hands at one piano. And as far as staying out of each other's way physically. That's almost impossible. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's tough. I remember when we were recording it and our producer at a house was, uh, he had a kind of, he could see inside the hall. And so he was looking at what we were doing and <laughs> I had my arm all the way up, my left arm all the way up. So Desi could get underneath me because she was sitting in the middle. All of a sudden he's like, you got like a chicken arm out there. (laughs) He's like, what's going on? He's like, that looks really tough. I'm like, it is really tough to try to play with a chicken arm.
0: (laughs) Let's talk about that Messiah arrangement. A miraculous work for Handel Mm -hmm. Messiah. For us a Child is Born is the high point for me, even more so than Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Just for the way it has these spiraling fugues into infinity. And the pauses between the adjectives describing Messiah, right? And this is interesting because I think when you take a traditionally orchestral work, as you guys did with Rite of Spring, and you even out that texture a bit, shall we say, then other things pop out from the music that you maybe weren't expecting. Were there any unexpected discoveries made while you were playing this piece?
2: Well, I think with this piece, what's so interesting about it is that it's such an old arrangement. I mean, it was done by Cherney. And so we kept trying to figure out, okay, do we do the holiday chorus or do you, do we do the foreign us This ch- a child is born. And, you know, we just fell in love more with this one. I mean, because the holiday chorus is so blocky and it's so
0: like... It's, it's vertical. It's very, very vertical yeah. for piano. And so we
2: were a little especially. worried about, okay, how's that going to turn out? So, But when we found this, we were like, oh, this could be... We got together and we just kind of interpretively like what we wanted to do with it and worked it out for the three of us. And when we got into the studio, it was actually ended up being one of our favorite tracks because the way everything came together between all three of our ideas for the work. We were able to put our mark on the piece, you know, instead of just, you know, what you're used to hearing all the time.
4: Right. I think one of the things when you're listening to the orchestra and the singers is you're so taken with the vocal lines, mm-hmm. but when we're playing it, like the counterpoint really comes mm-hmm. out uh, and you notice that a lot. And it, 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 it In a weird way, it's like very pianistic with all the uh, running 16th notes and all the counterpoint, which is something that is familiar to us as pianists.
0: And like you said, these rises and falls can better be tracked when you're not trying to forage your way through all these <laughs> yeah. different instruments. Right, yeah, a
4: little bit, yeah.
1: I feel like we had more of appreciation for the physical music when you remove the singers for a second and we actually get to see the writing. Mm-hmm. And it it was pretty incredible to all of a sudden, like you said, hear different things that you haven't heard before, different counterpoint lines come out. And we were really happy with, with how it turned out.
0: I think the deeper you get into Messiah, the more there is to discover and it's also a little frightening how spare it is mm-hmm. in terms of what's actually on the page, whether it's in orchestral form or, or a piano arrangement. He didn't use a lot, and yet he made so much of it. A lot of it maybe because he was painted into a corner. This was originally a, a Linton entertainment piece, oh. and so he's not tempted by his usual operatic distractions of people dropping handkerchiefs and hiding <laughs> in closets and that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, it's such a Beautiful uh, marriage of text and instrument. And then here, these lines are so sublime to hear unfold. thing that was also a revelation for me was this skater's waltz. I know the tune in it, but I, I didn't know what it came from. And so to sort of hear it again was very revelatory. Maybe you could tell me a bit about the background of that piece.
3: We came across it because we've known of the first piano quartet for a while. They were doing some really cool stuff back in the uh, early 1900s. And they had four pianos, right? So it made it, you know, pretty close to five, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what we did was we kind of tweaked things a little bit so we could smush in the fifth part in there. It's just a, such a fun piece. And the arrangement is it's really incredible, actually. Um, it's, it feels kind of music boxy, like one of those old like, like crank style Victorian mm-hmm. music boxes. And we just we kind of fell in love with the arrangement when we when we first found it. And that was actually one of the very first things that we knew for sure that we were going to add to this album, because we had been kind of toying around with a lot of things for most of our career. Actually, uh, we've been talking about the possibility of doing a Christmas album. And the only thing that was really holding us back was trying to find the right music. And this was one of the things we found first. We've kind of incorporated it into our Christmas concerts for the past few years and its audience is just have a lot of fun with it a lot of people are like yeah it sounded sort of familiar I feel like I've heard it before but like it was just so magical and it felt like Christmas and like skating on the ice (laughs) well it's interesting because you you think of like John Williams and like space movies he has like a particular sound and I feel like when you Mm. think about about ice skating that's what you hear
2: (laughs) (laughs) And for us, like growing up we had this music box record that we would Mm -hmm. play every Christmas and it kind of is ingrained in our mind as that is the sound of Christmas and so when we found it We were like, yes, this is our childhood. Um, And then on top of it, we also are very much old movie buffs. And so I can't remember her name at the moment, but the famous ice skater in the 30s. And she was always, like, doing these movies and we we would watch her. I can't
0: remember.
2: all that stuff and uh, so we would watch her skate and stuff in these old movies and I know that this track I'm sure was somewhere on there (laughs) Sonia Hemming? yes Sonia Hemming come on oh
3: (laughs) my god
0: close with the Nutcracker Suite, because this will give me an opportunity to name check yet another Steinway artist, Stuart Goodyear, who did a solo piano arrangement that he wrote of the entire, like every note of the Nutcracker, uh, which was more of an athletic feat as well as an exercise, of course, an arrangement. But here we're not limited because we have 10 hands, and Tchaikovsky, along with Brahms, probably the best orchestrators still in the business. No <laughs> <It's a little laughs> shame to John Williams and friends. But um, <laughs> he's also works so splendidly as pianistic miniatures. Even when all five of you are playing, it never feels bombastic, it never feels overwhelming. Maybe you could tell me a bit about your Nutcracker experience.
1: Sure. Uh, Actually, this suite of four dances that we chose from the Nutcracker was probably one of the trickiest to record because of the very reasons that you mentioned. Because it's not overly bombastic, there's not a ton of notes that we were having to worry about balancing in those issues. It was more intricate and it was Mm -hmm. more subdued and it made it tricky a lot of times because even for the five of us all these years later, we had to really work to Tightened everything up and make sure that we did do justice to the music as a whole. But we can't help but play the piece and think of all the wonderful memories we had of attending the Nutcracker growing up and all these iconic melodies that we've grown uh, so close to over the years. And it really was a lot of fun. For the arranger, Jeffrey Shumway, we gave him an idea that we wanted, you know, four dances or something like that. And we told him kind of a length in some of the ones we were thinking, but he specifically came up with what he thought would work really well as a set. And I'm really happy with how it turned out. He, when he delivered the music to me, he said, I think it's some of the best that I've done. And he said, I really think that the Russian dance in particular is going to be one that you could throw in as an encore, even if it's not Absolutely. Christmas time. And, and so he was very excited about it. And when we started working on it together, we thought this is going to be something that we enjoy playing for the rest of our careers, for sure.
2: And that's a lot coming from him yeah. saying that the, mm-hmm. <laughs> because he did the rightest Spring for us, and we feel like that's some of his best work for him to be like, "Yes, I love this Nutcracker." We're like, "Great!" <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Nutcracker. It's great to hear it without watching it. I don't um, want to say that the music is by any means overlooked, but without the distraction of uh, uh, Tour and in front of your face, you can just get that much more into it and again with leveling the playing field to just pianos you can really hear how it all interlocks so beautifully together um, Browns thank you Merry thank Christmas you. to everyone in advance oh,
4: yeah. thank, thank you. You. Yeah. <laughs> you thanks for having us uh, be
0: sure <laughs> listeners to check out Christmas with the Five Browns on the Steinway label or wherever you should happen to stream thanks so much guys <laughs> thank appreciate you appreciate it You've been listening to Soundboard, the Steinway & Sons podcast on artistry and craftsmanship. Off the Five Browns album Rite of Spring on the Steinway & Sons label, we heard Dance of the Earth from the eponymous work by Igor Stravinsky as arranged for Five Pianos by Jeffrey Shumway. We heard excerpts from Sleigh Ride arranged for Five Pianos by Greg Anderson for Unto Us a Child is Born from Handel's Messiah arranged for Six Hands by Carl Czerny and *Valtufels* The Skater's Waltz. An Arrangement of an Arrangement by the First Piano Quartet. Finally, we heard Russian Dance from Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker, arranged by Jeffrey Shumway. All tracks are from Christmas with the Five Browns on the Steinway & Sons label. Available wherever you buy music or stream it. Our intro and outro music is Philip Glass's Mad Rush, performed on a Steinway Model M by me, Ben Finan, editor-in-chief at listenmusicculture.com. Questions for the podcast can be sent to info at steinway.com with the subject heading Soundboard. Thank you for listening.